What's up, everyone, and welcome to Coffee and Chai, a podcast all around faith, culture, and our continued pursuit of happiness. I'm your host, Rob. Welcome to the show. brand new podcast and I'm excited and elated because it was one of my 2019 goals and here we are in 2020 starting the year off right with yet another podcast. This podcast is going to be a platform to share stories of struggle, success, and faith. I'm going to be interviewing some of my favorite people on the planet who are doing some cool and amazing things and changing the world in some creative ways. Um, For those of you who do not know me, I am a software engineer here in the San Francisco Bay Area where I currently work at Apple Uh, working on some of the best products in the world. Um, I also serve as a campus pastor over my church's San Francisco location, uh, Vibe Church. And so if you are ever in the Bay Area, come check us out. Uh, We would love to have you. But for episode one, I thought it would be pretty cool to interview one of my favorite people on the planet, Cassandra Mary. She is a singer, songwriter, musician. Um, She recently released a brand new single called Come Go which is currently trending on Spotify as one of the top songs coming out of Malaysia, where she currently resides. Right before the holiday break, we had a chance to sit down to talk all things music, culture, um, and ultimately faith. And so I pray that this conversation blesses you, inspires you, and encourages you. Enjoy. What's up, Cass? Nothing much. Man, how you doing? Good. How you doing? I am well. I can't complain. Thank you for joining me on the podcast. Thanks for having me. All the way from Malaysia. Yeah. Legit just for this podcast. Yeah, for real. (laughs) Thanks for sponsoring that flight ticket. Yeah. (laughs) Did we? I didn't even know. But Oh, well, that's awesome. Your PR team got the hookup. (laughs) Well, um, before we even get started, I got to take a second to honor you. People probably do not know who you are, um, but you are a singer, a songwriter, musician. Uh, I think you're a foodie. No, you like good I food. I could be. Okay. Oh yeah. Yeah, sure. We'll just say. Who doesn't you're, like good food? You're a foodie. Okay. And uh, yeah, you're a, actually a good friend. Um, but you actually released a song recently. Yep. Um, called "Come Go." Yes. Tell me about that. Where did it come from? Um. Yeah. So it's actually kind of funny because I, I kind of like wrote it as I was making it. Like I didn't actually think about even finishing the song. <laughs> um. It all started with um, this article I read uh, on, I think it was like BuzzFeed or something. I don't know. But like it was talking about how like um, people who travel abroad, like they go to work in different countries. Yeah. And they know that they're not going to be there for a long time, but they like still insist on letting themselves fall in love with the locals. Yeah. And it's like so temporary. It's like you're going to come and you're going to go. And but um, yeah, so I, I was intrigued by that temporary (laughs) love thing i guess you can call it like a summer love but not really yeah um and i thought it was really tragic that that happens um but yeah they let themselves feel that anyway so that's what the song is about and um yeah in terms of production and like the way that it became a full song i was not expecting it to sound like that yeah it's pretty cool like i think it's not at all what i expected to yeah. hear um and uh when we actually I, when i first heard it my wife was playing it on repeat um i think she just that's probably why you're like one of the uh most listened people from malaysia right <laughs> yeah <laughs> she had it, it on was... repeat just playing over and over and over but 
um, I was like, man, this is this is cool. This is different. Thanks. Uh, different sound. Yeah, it sounds very different from like the music I used to make. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah. But speaking of music, um, you play a lot of instruments. Uh, yeah, I try to. What instruments do you play? Uh, just the basic ones like guitar, drums, bass, keys. I like how you said the basic ones because I play one instrument and that's the <laughs> piano. And I haven't played that since uh, man college. Oh man! Um, but you, meanwhile, you just listed a couple instruments. Yes. Um, how did that even start? Like, did you have lessons? Did someone teach you? Like, um, yeah. So, I I started playing when I was ten, because um, I used to go to this church that was very traditional and just full of old people. Um, so we never had like a drummer or like a guitarist. You know, we always just had like my aunt playing the keyboard and and a bunch of other aunties singing yeah um so i was a kid and i remember going to like this prayer meeting one night on a tuesday night you know kids don't come out to that so i was the only kid and then i jumped behind the drum kid and i was just like whacking stuff and my aunt was like hey do you just want to play for service tonight um and then i just played like that was the first time (laughs) hold on like in the middle just a random service they probably didn't have any mics on your instrument Oh, no, they did. It, like, it was literally just drums and keys. <laughs> and I don't know how I just, like, I, I played, I guess. Yeah. Um, but, like, I, I I didn't ever have, like, formal training yeah. in any of the instruments. I just, like, pick it up by watching people do it. Um, yeah, and I, my, I come from a pretty musical family. So, like, all my cousins play something. Yeah. And they all got formal training. So, whenever I would hang out with them, they would, like, teach me what they know. And, yeah, that's how I picked it up. That's cool. I think uh, the church is definitely where you can learn how to play yeah. a lot of instruments. I think. And uh, there's so much grace. There's so much grace. There is. People are like, ah, bless you. Yeah. <laughs> bless your heart. Um, and I know growing up, um, really, actually in, in high school, I had a really good choir director. And he brought his band from his church. And they were so amazing. I'm hearing keys that I never heard of. Yeah. Uh, I was like augmented. I don't know. I'm probably saying this all wrong, but it was just like. I don't know either. So (laughs) (laughs) It was different keys. And I was like, man, like I really want to learn how to play. And everyone just picked it up by ear. Yeah. And it sounds like that's pretty much how you just learned. Sometimes I feel like that's a good thing. Yeah. That we don't know the theory or like just the history of things because you're more likely to experiment and like break the rules Mm -hmm. and that's how you get like hybrid genres and yeah just weird chords and you know because no one's there to tell you to right or wrong yeah Yeah. but do you think it's important to ever get any kind of formal training once of once you've kind of got really good at your craft and you're like hey i want to continue to get better and better definitely because i have definitely hit a wall in terms of like my composition and production just because I didn't know technical things. Um, But I think um, you'll pick it up on the way. Like there's so many theory things that I didn't know I knew until someone told me like, oh, actually what you're doing is this scale or that scale. And it's kind of shocking to me because like I didn't know I was actually following theory. Like I was just (laughs) doing what I thought was nice. Yeah. It's more so like learning the names yeah. of what you've been doing all along. So it's not as daunting as people would think, like getting formal training. So what are you doing right now? Oh, for how are work? you getting? Yeah. How are you getting better? Um, okay. So I, my nine to five job is as a music composer. Yeah. So I make jingles. You make jingles. This yeah. reminds me of uh, back in the, I want to say it's early 2000s, late 90s. It was a Jamie Foxx show. <laughs> and Jamie Foxx on the show, he made jingles. Oh. Yeah. 
That's and you know, obviously, Jamie Foxx is an amazing yeah. artist. Grammy and, Award winning, yeah. right? He wins awards. Yeah, he's amazing. Yeah, Jamie Foxx, man. Dang. <laughs> um, no, I really love my job. And it's interesting because a lot of musicians I meet, when I tell them I make jingles, they, they just cringe. And like they're like, oh my God, I'm sorry about that. <laughs> <laughs> but it's such a great job because I literally... I am forced to learn like all types of genres. Yeah. Like every single day, I don't know what I'm going to come in making. And I've made really weird genres from like classical dubstep to like orchestral <laughs> to like acoustic folk to pop, top 40s pop wow. kind of thing. Yeah. All in the same day. And um, you really start to appreciate music, like every single thing about it when you have to make it. Because like, I think the thing that differentiates the genres is like very specific elements like in um, maybe like old school hip hop you have like sampling yeah, and like those 808 drums maybe like if you use a different drum kit to make old school hip hop it's not old school hip hop anymore it's mm -hmm. like a fusion of something else and those really technical things I wow. think it's yeah it's really so, pushing me out of my comfort zone so do you have like is it just like clients coming who are like hey we want the, we want to do this commercial. We want to do this thing. Um, this is just what I'm thinking of. And then they just throw the creativity on you, or they come in with very specific things. And then you're like, oh, I can I can do that. It's always very vague because our clients are not musical, so <laughs> they don't even know what they're talking about. Yeah. Like they they would tell us that they want um, like a rock song, mm -hmm. but then their reference music is like not rock. Wow. Yeah, and then. Um, the way it works is like I have two bosses who are also composers. So all three of us will like um, pitch our own songs. Yeah. And sometimes I would just do a wild card. So like I won't follow the reference. I'll just do what I feel could work. Mm -hmm. And then that song ends up getting picked. Because like the thing about making jingles is like they don't care about the music. They don't know anything about music. <laughs> they just care about the feeling. They do. Yeah. So as long as you can capture that feeling, I mean, you can like follow the reference as close as possible. But like if you miss the feeling, they're going to hate it and mm. they won't know why they hate it. You know? Yeah. So. Wow. That's awesome. That's great. That's that's uh, that's pretty cool that you get to actually do what you love for work. Yeah. Um, but I think um, I don't know. I think when it comes to like what we do, it always has to come from, man, I, I found a love for this way back in the day or right. um, I just randomly stepped into um, this atmosphere and I saw other people doing uh, playing this instrument and I was like man like that I, I want to do that and mm -hmm. so when you think around like your music um, where you feel like it was inspired from um I guess a cliche answer would be music was always my uh my outlet <laughs> um, like it got me through a lot of hard times yeah uh but for actually for the longest time, I felt like music was a curse wow. to me because like I I grew up in a very traditional Asian household and I wasn't allowed to pursue it. Um, it was always strictly a hobby. Wow. And people, what, what were they expecting you to pursue? Oh, medicine. Yep, yep. <laughs> yeah. There's a meme uh, where a uh, family's on a plane. Yeah. And like somebody <laughs> needs a doctor. And then the mom looks at them and is like, that could have been you. <laughs> <laughs> they don't need a music producer. <laughs> Um, no, yeah, that was my life, literally. Um, I was at, like, funny story, I was actually really close to signing up for medical school, and I was gonna, like, go to India wow. to, like, do it, but all my cousins are doctors, too, and all of them have suppressed dreams, Yeah, and they all just, like, set me down on the day I was supposed to sign up for it, and they were like, don't do it. Wow. Just, like, take some time, think about it, but, like, don't jump into it just because we all did. 
and that's why I ended up doing music. Wow. It's pretty crazy. But, but instead of going to India, you came to America. Yeah. How did that happen? Um, so I really wanted to go to, well, I always wanted to leave Malaysia. Yeah. Because I knew that, well, the music scene there is great, but mm-hmm. like, dude, the American dream, man, is real. <laughs> it really is. Anything can happen here. And I think the special thing about doing it in America is that it reaches the whole world. Yeah. Like in Malaysia, you could be like the most famous person in Malaysia, but you're just in Malaysia. You're not even in Southeast Asia. Wow. It's like just confined to that country. It's so specific. Um, so I I just wanted to go to America. I didn't I didn't even care which part of America, you know. <laughs> everything except Hawaii. I mean, no offense to Hawaii, but like, you know, it's it's a different country out yeah, there. Yeah, it doesn't it doesn't feel like America. <laughs> it doesn't, yeah. Um anyways, I wanted to go to this music college uh that I ended up doing I mean, I wasn't allowed to go to it at the end yeah. of the day because it was expensive, couldn't afford it, and it wasn't it was a huge risk. Mm. So my family was worried. Um so I ended up studying economics um <laughs> in some american transfer program that you know like led me to san jose yeah um and i guess in my mind i always knew that economics was not something i would pursue it was just like a backup plan mm. and it was a plus that i get to do it in america yep yeah so that's how i ended up and you got a college degree yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I don't know how much that means and in today's world where Everyone's on YouTube making tons of money, but exactly. um, you got a college degree, educated. Oh, I know supply and demand. It's great. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, I guess like when it comes to creativity, because I know when it comes to like, man, I'm trying to create this thing, creating a jingle, um, you got to find creativity from somewhere. Like you got to find inspiration from something. Yep. Um, so walk me through your creative process. Like, What do you do? Yeah, so... I think it was Pastor Stephen Furtick that said this once, always be collecting. Oh, man. ABC. (laughs) Always be collecting. I do that. Um, I have like notes in my phone of like just lyrics. Like it doesn't even have to be full lyrics, but it's just like maybe a word or a sentence or something that I just compile. And like, I never miss that. Like as soon as I feel inspired by something, I have to put it down somewhere. Oh, yes. Because I know that when it comes to creating, I can't choose when to create. I got to like that timeline is not diff- like it's not up to me yeah when i go into work and they tell me like we need this project it's due tomorrow i gotta do it and like <laughs> i can't just be like i don't feel inspired today boss like i'm gonna go home like, yeah <laughs> i'll get fired man so whenever that happens i just look in, into my archives or my notes to mm-hmm. see like what have i been inspired by before and then i just take it from there Ooh. so what are some of your favorite artists oh man that's a hard question i'm gonna judge you too on this one. Oh shoot <laughs> Dang, I have like, I, man, that's hard because I go through phases, you know, like some, like last week I was really into like NF. Okay. And I was just listening to NF all day, every day, like the whole time. But the week before I was into like Bon Iver, you know, like it's, (laughs) yeah, I don't know. It's hard. I guess my all time favorite artist that can, I can always come back to is Bon Iver. Mm-hmm. Like, no matter what season, because, like, I feel like there's so much depth in his music. Wow. So you got to get me up to the game because I haven't even listened to any of his music. Oh, my gosh. You're missing out, man. I know. <laughs> I don't know if you like it, honestly. It's a little abstract. Mm. I like good music. I mean, yeah, but it's like mm, the lyrics don't make sense. Like, no one ever knows what he's singing about. Okay. But, like, it's the feeling, you know, that feeling I was telling you about. Does he have, uh, is he a musician? He's a musician. All right. And he produces all his stuff, too. Um, 
well actually bonnie Iver is his band but yeah. justin vernon is the mastermind oh, behind everything i'm already in love i'm yeah, already in yeah. love i was watching uh anderson pock the other day oh and um crazy. he's I, I just don't understand how you can play the drums and sing yeah at the same time and his genre of music is like complicated yeah. too like, he's a he's a musician yeah. <laughs> he should not rap um his last <laughs> album was a little bit too much rap but oh really yeah i haven't heard the rap one yeah, yeah. It's, it's too much but it's a great artist that's awesome well um before you go um what are you believing for in the next year um because 2020 is a new decade 2020 vision uh <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh that's the only time i can pull out that joke yes man. only time in my whole life so <laughs> in existence you gotta like keep saying that 2020 vision joke yeah because in this decade i mean you got a college degree yeah you moved back to malaysia you released yeah. your first song Mm-hmm. um album coming soon hopefully yeah that's what i'm excited for yeah the album um yeah what am i believing for i i re- i um obviously i want to get better at my craft mm. and i want to be able to uh go out of malaysia with it mm. yeah like i don't want to just be confined to malaysia i mean I want to start playing shows again and maybe like plan more trips around the world yeah. and play intimate shows around, you know, just get my name out there. Hopefully so I can end up in SF again. Yeah, that'll be time. that'll be awesome. You know, yeah. we have an extra room. You can crash there. Oh, all right, all right. <laughs> uh, but if nice you're making money, you can pay some rent too. Dang. <laughs> struggling musician, man. <laughs> just remember us when you get big. Jeez. Um, speaking of bands, yeah, you were... How many bands have you been in? Oh, man. I had um, one band in high school. Um, and we were actually pretty big in high school because um, we were the only band. <laughs> so they would, like, force us to play for all the events and everything. It was cool. Yeah. Um, and then I was in another band with my cousins, uh, which is really interesting because we started that band when I was, like, 18. So almost 10 years ago. And wow. people still talk about it. And we only played, like two gigs <laughs> but one of it was a competition yeah and apparently we were all kids but apparently in that competition a bunch of the people in this in the music scene joined it as well wow and uh we got like second place or something so we beat all of them <laughs> i don't know how i think it's because we had a lot of friends who came and like supported it so it seemed like it was really lit but it like masked all the you know imperfections in yeah. our craft but that has opened up a lot of doors for us until now oh man yeah all these people in the industry they still talk about that band so it's crazy um and now i play guitar for this other indie pop band okay Um, it's like an all-girls band so it's pretty (laughs) fun uh yeah that's cool well hopefully you guys perform in america soon hopefully that'll be cool that'll be awesome (laughs) when it comes to your music because we used to actually do youth ministry together oh yeah good Um, times so obviously everything revolves around the church Mm -hmm. um how do you feel uh, your music is really essentially growing the kingdom, advancing the kingdom, growing the church, helping people find um, God and just everything that you do. Um, I think something I learned with music this year, especially in all the struggle, is that I was just looking for something real. Yeah. Like, I just want lyrics or like songs that tell me like, hey, yeah, you know, sometimes life is crap and crap, <laughs> crap happens. Yeah. But you know what? It's okay. You know, there's still hope. There's still, uh, cause I think, 
I think it's also kind of hopeful to know that someone else feels the way that you do. Yeah. Um, and I know so it's a little bit controversial because, yes, I do want to write hopeful lyrics and, and all that. But sometimes I'm still in the trenches, yeah. you know, and that's when you really find community. And I've actually had um, a couple of stories where like I've written music about just being in the trenches and yeah. then I would show my friends and they would like cry and <laughs> they would like I would be so surprised that they would cry and then they, it would lead us to like really good conversations about what they're going through what yeah. I'm going through and that's when I get to share my testimony of how I've gotten out of the trenches before and yeah. like it's okay you know we got each other we're gonna like pull through and yeah that's that's and, real it's I think so there's real. this facade that um just because we're believers and we're Christians that our lives are easy. Yeah, like uh, bad things don't happen to us. Exactly. <laughs> but I think the power is in, man, not that it was easy, but just how we continue to persevere and how God showed up. Yeah. Even when we didn't even realize he was already there. Yeah. And I think it's through music like yours that people can see, oh, man, this is a real person. Exactly. And they get intrigued. Um, I think a lot of people don't even like to walk into, you know, a traditional church nowadays and they'll actually meet Jesus through your music and yeah. just the way you live. And they'll be so inspired by what you do. And they're like, Hey, what, what drives you? Yep. And then it gives you an opportunity to actually share your story. Yep. There's so much power in testimony and especially testimony that is still going on. Exactly. You know? like, Cause they walk with you in that journey and you're going to get your miracle, but like they, they'll be there before the miracle mm -hmm. and like, they'll see how you react and respond. And it just, that is what plants the seed and that's what, you know, gets people to open up. Oh, that's real. Yeah. Uh, we will not have testimony time um, at church on Sundays, though. Yeah. I don't know if you've ever seen any of those uh, videos online where it's like they let somebody tell their testimony and it went way, <laughs> <laughs> way bad. Yeah. Let's just say someone was talking about all their past. Oh, man. <laughs> and then it turns into a sermon. Yeah. We're like, oh, all right. Give me give me the mic. <laughs> yeah. Um, but no, I'm excited for everything God has for you in the next year. Uh, we're believing with you. We're here to support you. And um, honestly, just glad that we get to watch it. Um, I feel like from the front row of what's literally going to happen for you, from the music yeah. to the albums to all the crazy doors that open. And uh, ultimately, when you get back to America. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and, I'm, uh, I'm excited because like we can dream as big as we think we're dreaming, but like yeah. God always exceeds it. It's something I've learned. So. Yeah. As much as I want to win all those Grammys, like, Ooh. man, it could be bigger than that. You know, yes. who knows? Yes. Yeah. So thanks for joining, Cass. Always a pleasure. Uh, this was easy. Yeah. <laughs> hey, thank you so much for checking out the podcast, Coffee and Chai. Be sure to hit the subscribe button, share with your friends or family as we plan to release new episodes every other Thursday to end your week off right. If you have any questions or comments, be sure to hit me up on social media, on Instagram or Twitter, RobG1906. But again, thank you for checking us out and we'll catch you next time.